This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That's Corinne. Hey. And I'm Sabrina, and we're here to read you your stories. Oh, yeah. You're haunted. You tell us, and we tell everyone else. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Should we dive right into the spookiness? Well, before we start, we should thank our Patreon donors. Oh, yes. Of Good course. thinking. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this week, we wanted to say thank you to our black-eyed kids. No. Mamas and papas of the B-E-K. <laughs> Why am I? We have our own black-eyed kids. We bring them all in. And our good-luck black cats. Yes, exactly. Thank you to our mamas and papas of the B-E-K. We have Connor and Melissa. Thank you to our good-luck black cats. We have Sarah, Kimberly, Amber, Jessica, Ashley, and Shannon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Boo. Thank Boo. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. This is from the May family. The entire family. Wow, we've never had a whole family write us before. I know. It's called the May family curse. Hey girls, I wanted to send you my story to get your opinion on what has happened to my little family of four. My name is Brittany and I believe my husband's name is cursed. He was the last man in the family to carry the last name May until our boys were born. I've always loved the paranormal and anything creepy. My first experience was when I was when I was under the age of eight and my family was at my grandma's house and she had this old stereo that turned on by itself when we would mention my great grandpa who had passed. This was in Oregon in the 90s and I now live in Texas and we moved here when I was nine into a house that I was terrified of for no reason at first. We lived there until I was like 13 and I slept with my parents the entire time. I never physically had seen anything there, but I could hear footsteps and my fan in the room I refused to sleep in would come on randomly full blast. After we moved out of this house and after I told my mom that I thought it was haunted, my mom tells me that the owner of the house had a son my age that had died of cancer and they put up that house for lease because it was so hard for them to stay there without him. He did not pass away in the house, but I can't help but think that he was there looking for his family. My husband had an experience before we met. He was walking out to his friend's car when all of a sudden he looked up and his friend's car was full of shadow figures. Ooh. It had him shook. But now on to the meat of this story. In 2013, at 20 years old, I met my husband. His name is Gunner, and we fell in love quickly. And I ended up living with him and his mom. Their house is creepy in general, and it's just dark no matter what time of day. And I became pregnant with my first son, Micah. My husband had the worst luck of anyone I had known. Things would always break down. He would just get sick and people would always treat him poorly. And when I found out I was pregnant, I was talking to his mom about his luck and joking around about him being cursed. And she looked at me with the most serious face and said, you know what, baby? It wouldn't surprise me one bit. Something has been after him since he was born. And at this point, I'm in shock because I was joking and she freaked me the fuck out. And then she tells me this story. When Gunnar was a baby, one night he was in his crib crying. I turned over and opened my eyes a little and saw a black, grim, reaper-like figure hunched over looking into the crib. I blinked and sat up. Then it was gone. I was so scared. I picked him up and put him in the bed with me, only to be woken up again. Not by crying, but because my bed was shaking. I woke up and couldn't find Gunner. I searched the blankets and found him on one side of the bed with a string from the blinds around his neck because my bed was by a window. She tells me this, and at first I'm like, well, that's what you get for putting him by the window. Until that night. I was waiting for Gunner to get home, and I was sitting on his bed, which is the same bed frame his mom had during that incident. And I was on Vine watching videos on my iPad, 
and I felt what I thought was my phone vibrating. I see my phone across the room and it's not ringing. I sit still and I still feel the vibration that slowly turns into the bed shaking. I was freaked out and refused to believe it and I look outside for passing trucks or planes or anything that could have made this happen, but nothing. She still has this bed at her house to this day. Times got hard and I alone eventually moved back in with my parents while Gunnar stayed with his mom. We were about to be young parents and we did need and we needed to save up that cash money. We would Skype because we lived about 45 minutes away from each other and one night we were on Skype and he was laying in his bed and behind him I see this black figure rise up behind him and I kept trying to tell him and the audio cut out and the only thing I heard on his end was what the fuck is that and the call dropped. What? Oh my god I'd be scared to call back. (laughs) I know. He called back and I tried to tell him what had happened and again the call dropped We tried a couple of times and eventually I ended up calling him on the phone to tell him what I had seen. This sounds like us trying to talk every week. Yes. He said he saw nothing but felt something behind him, which is why he said, what the fuck was that? We soon found out the gender of our child and the luck just got better. We were having a little boy. Life was great. Gunnar had lost his job but found a new one quickly. We were also approved for our first apartment. We saved up money and continued to blossom in life. Then we brought up the fact that he was cursed again and shit just got weird and dark again. We didn't see any shadows. It was just a feeling of dread. I gave birth to my son January 17th, 2014, and I had been in hospital since the 15th due to my blood pressure. The night he was born, I was up with him and Gunner was asleep. Behind the hospital curtain, there was a, there was standing a shadow figure. Oddly, it didn't scare me, and I can't really tell you what happened between looking up and seeing it and me waking up the next morning. Ooh, so she like blacked out. Ooh, that's scary. About a month after he was born, my husband and I were in the car, and at this time, him and I were staying at my parents, getting ready to move into the apartment. We got onto the topic of what had happened on Skype, and I looked at him and said, Gunner, I have to tell you what happened after I had Micah. He looked over and was like, I think I know what you're going to say. I saw it too. I looked at him, shocked, and I thought to myself, he's fucking with me. No way. Then he says, it's weird because I wasn't scared of it. Then I knew he was for real. We continue talking about the shadow figure. Come to find out we had seen it in the same place, but in two different rooms. He had seen it in labor during delivery right after I had my son when he looked up and saw it standing lingering behind the curtain. Then I saw it in the postpartum room. It's freaky, but we came to the conclusion that maybe it wasn't evil and it was just his stepdad who had passed away a couple years prior. Micah was born and had the worst luck. Always busting lips, bruises, falling, and even had what I considered night terrors at the age of one. Now, this is so sad. I know. Now the bad luck has passed to my youngest son, Asher, who can't catch a break. He has a weird personality. LOL. He's very mean for only being a one-year-old. So do you all believe in curses, or is it simply bad luck? Am I dramatic as hell, or like Britney 2007 crazy? We have some crazy, <laughs> insane ghost experiences that I can send in another time if you want to hear them. Sincerely, the May family. I mean, I don't think it's just random. It no. very much seems like there's something yeah. some sort of bad juju or these spirits following them that maybe attract and bring negative energy and maybe they're just so sensitive to it that they absorb it and bad things happen to them right. i don't want to say that they're cursed because i don't want them to be cursed it just might be just like darker entities following them yeah which i i wonder i mean there's got to be some way to cleanse cleanse those and get rid of them Right. I wonder if they could have some sort of like even exorcism of the house and maybe of the 
family <laughs> and yeah, you exercise a whole just, family just bless everyone bathe them in holy water drink holy water <laughs> drink, drink it. it does that does i don't that think work? that's a good thing to do put it in a little eyedropper and drop it into your eyes every i don't morning. think that's a good thing to do either <laughs> all right well i'm not a medical professional so, so don't do not try this at home <laughs> yeah don't listen to what i'm saying wow that's wild though i know all right what do you have okay I have a story from Kelly. It's called Crafting While Enjoying Ghost Stories. Hello, girls. I discovered your podcast around Valentine's Day, and after 20 minutes of laughing at your Valentine's stories, I realized I had no idea what your podcast was about, but I liked it. (laughs) I came for the ghost stories, and I stayed for the hilarious conversation. I've since gone back and listened to most of the episodes. While I listen, I like to crochet and knit, and I just finished my first knitting project two months ago, and I have attached what I made on saturday while binging the podcast which it's like extremely impressive and intricate detail it's so good it's like a little bee a bumblebee it's also a butterfly colors so yes love it it. they're mittens we didn't say that yeah they're really cute i wanted to tell you guys my stories because they're fun and don't come up in normal conversation they're all they also aren't scary so if you don't read them on the podcast i won't be offended oh well (laughs) Well, we're reading them. We like a mix. Yeah. I am not sensitive or intuitive, and you might even call me oblivious. <laughs> Apparently, my ex-husband was the opposite. I had lived with my ex for about 11 years. We lived together in houses, apartments, in different states, and in different cities. But he always had a problem at night, no matter where we were. We would be dead asleep, and in the middle of the night, my ex would sit bolt upright, no. point to a dark corner of the room, and scream, what the F is that? Oh, my God. I don't think I need to tell you guys that this isn't what you want to wake up to in the middle of no. the peaceful sleep. The first time it happened, I freaked out. I looked to where he was pointing and asked, what? What is it you see? And he just giggled and he laid back down and fell asleep. Oh, I, on the other hand, stayed up and asked him what the fuck when he woke up in the morning and he had no memory of what happened and he laughed at me. It would happen about once or twice a month. Sometimes he would shake me awake and yell in my face that there was a giant shadow spider on the ceiling or start slapping the walls in bed screaming about tentacles. Nope. Every time I would look expecting to be killed by a shadow monster and every time I was disappointed by just normal darkness. I like how she was disappointed by it. I'd be like so relieved. Yeah. (laughs) He said he never had dreams or nightmares during these events except once. There was only one night when he sat up and he screamed at the top of his lungs, sounding terrified. I shook him to wake him up, and he said that he had dreamed that there was a Satan coming for him. Uh, no. I don't know if he was haunted or just a super active sleeper, but it doesn't matter because I don't have to deal with that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Good riddance. Anyway, thanks for reading my stories, and thanks for the entertainment while I knit for hours. I'll probably be too oblivious to see you on the other side. Kelly. Kelly, you're not oblivious at all. <laughs> you're lucky you don't get to see the terrifying, scary things on your ceiling. I know. You're just protecting yourself. Your yeah. soul is like, nope, not letting this in. Well, they're also probably not there for Kelly, or they weren't there for Kelly. They were for her husband, her ex-husband. Blah, blah. Her, her ex. I Scary. If Nick woke me up in the middle of the night screaming those things, he would be sleeping in another room. 100%. I'd be like, I can't deal with this. This is so much stress and it's taking years off of my life. You take your creepy crawling tentacly freak shadow creatures into the take other room. Take your freak show somewhere else. 
Uh, I'm really so glad Ke- Kelly did not have to see it. The like dark shadow spider in the middle of or on the corner of the ceiling. That just reminds me of like the creeper. It's terrifying because it's from Sky. She says maybe a black eyed kid, maybe not. And also my house was haunted by someone who is still alive. Hi y'all and Leah. My kitten Neville loves when you talk on the podcast. I'm in law school, so sorry if this is a little wordy because we definitely like to hear ourselves talk. Anyway, (laughs) my first story is from high school. I was living in a small town in Alabama, so naturally football was super important. And my school always did really well in my senior year. A few friends and I decided to drive a few hours away to watch our team in a playoff game. Because we were seniors, we drove ourselves. And the fact that it was for 18-year-old kids alone in the middle of nowhere is important. We were listening to music and having a great time, and we were actually really excited that on the way there, we would get to drive past a somewhat infamous billboard in Alabama that says, go to church or the devil will get you. And it has a creepy painting of the devil on it. So after the game, which ended around 10 p.m. at the earliest, from what I remember, we left the rival school to begin the three and a half hour-ish drive home. We all got hungry in about an hour or so in, so we decided to stop at a waffle house for a late night meal. As soon as we walked in, a couple of us said we felt a little weird, but I'm afraid of the dark and it was pitch black outside except for a couple of streetlights. So I chalked it up to being on the back roads in the middle of the night. We chose a booth in the back corner and I sat with my back to the wall because I like being able to see as much of the room as possible whenever I'm in a restaurant, a la the Godfather. I'm all with that. In the very next booth sat a mother and her small child, maybe six or seven. He sat quietly most of the time looking down at the table, and I assumed he was just tired given the late hour. But I swear, every time I saw them out of the corner of my eye, it looked like he was covered in cuts and was really hurt in some way. But then I would turn back to really look at him, and he was fine. The boy didn't order any food, and his mom only ordered a cup of coffee. I spent more time than what would traditionally be polite looking at the boy because something was just off about him. I felt drawn to keep looking at him. It's almost like I lost track of time. This next part, I'm not even sure if it really happened, is what really freaked me out. But at one point, the boy looked up at me and we made eye contact. Except his eyes were not normal. They were black. Oh my gosh, BK. And when his eyes locked on mine, I saw the restaurant, but it was in like a 50s diner, not a 2011, 2011 Waffle House. The boy was there with his mom and I was there, but it was like... I was a fly on the wall to all of the normal people milling about in their 50s clothing and doing their 50s people things. I felt this wave of dread wash over me and I wanted nothing more than to be in my bed with my dog and my parents sleeping in the next room. I tried to close my eyes or look away, but I couldn't until the boy's mom noticed that he was looking at someone and she turned to see who it was. I was panicking, but trying to keep it together so I didn't seem insane. I grabbed my phone and tried to take a picture, but once I got it out, I realized they were gone. I looked out the window we were sitting against, and this kid, whatever he was, and his mom were climbing into an old sedan that looked like it was straight out of Greece. Seafoam blue color, wing things on the side of the trunk area, and the little boy climbed into the front seat and waved to me. I was shaking. I wanted to leave right then, but couldn't speak. A few weeks later, I asked my friends if they remember the creepy little boy in the Waffle House, and they said that no one had been sitting near us. What? Only a couple of older men were sitting at the bar. Oh my... She said... (laughs) Where's my crucifix? She says, I still don't know what or who that kid was, but I don't ever want to see anything like him again. My last story is about the house we lived in in Alabama. When I was in seventh grade, we moved to a small town in Alabama named Eufaula that had a bunch of old antebellum homes. 
nicely preserved and still being lived in by families. So when we moved into the town, my mom being crazy like she is, of course, wanted to move into the one of these old houses. So she found one built in 1880 that she liked. And even though no one else liked it, we promptly moved in. We and all of our sweet pets started to try to assimilate to the Alabama culture, which was a big change from the Florida beach town we were used to. After we had been there for a while, we started to notice that sometimes at night, one of our dogs or cats would just intensely stare at something. And it was usually accompanied by a very strong floral scent and or noticeable chill. The worst was when our black cat would do it because he would usually sit up on his back legs, holding his front legs down by his side, but sitting upright in the creepiest way possible. Nothing bad ever happened, but I never liked being home alone after dark because it just gave me the heebie-jeebies. I dreaded the cold feeling or rose smell, and my mom gave the ghost a name, Rose, for obvious reasons. And if I was there alone, I would talk to Rose to make it feel less scary to me. Then, after we had been living there for a few years, the daughter of the family we had bought the house from came and asked if she could see the house that she grew up in while she was visiting town. She was a very nice older lady, maybe in her early 60s, and told us that she and her five or six siblings had lived there with their parents, who were both school teachers and amazing people all around. Their parents bought the house in the 40s, and it was fun to hear her stories about the town and the house. She even told a story about how how she and her sisters would play with her mom's makeup, and one time she accidentally sprayed herself right in the face with her mom's rose-scented perfume. Then, shortly before she left, she said that the last time she visited her mother at her retirement home, she saw her sitting with her eyes closed, intently thinking and smiling. And her mom said that she was picturing the house and walking from room to room, and that it was like she could tell that it was being loved again. I'd be lying if it if I I'd be lying if I said it didn't creep me out after that knowing that it was like our house was being haunted by a living woman. But it was nice to know that she had been such an impressive woman during her years in the house. She has since passed away and we no longer live in Eufaula, but I wouldn't be surprised if Rose is still hanging out in the house. Anyway, thanks for all you do. See you on the other side. Sky. Okay, well, at least we have Rose as a as a nice spirit mm-hmm. around because I can't get past the kid being there and I then know. no one else seeing it. Well, okay, because she was like transcended to the 50s when she looked at the kid and looked in his eyes, like, I wonder if he died shortly after his visit there back in the 50s. And remember we've talked about like black eyed kids and like maybe their eyes are black because they've been through some trauma or died very young and saw horrible things and so maybe mm-hmm. this yeah. kid she saw died in a horrible way he wasn't a black-eyed kid but he had black eyes because of that that's true that's a good connection because first i was like is he almost like a time traveler like some creepy spirit who like befriends people and then creeps people out by taking them through all of these i mean eras <laughs> it's possible but gosh, I don't know. I don't she know. also saw him with like the cuts and scratches, and it looked like he was in bad shape. Like I feel like, yeah, something horrible maybe something happened. bad happened to him. Now I feel bad for being so creeped out. No, it's okay. You're allowed to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love that the the fact that Rose or the mother who was like haunting the house was still alive. She was like sitting in her nursing home, just thinking of the house and walking through the halls as if she was still there. I know. It's oh, that's astral so travel. Yes. I hope we're able to do that. That's one thing I would be down to try to to like learn that. Even though every time it 
I get the feeling where I'm about to have an out-of-body experience. I fight it so hard because I get scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had that one where I woke up to, watch out, being yelled in my ear. Watch out. So that scared me. <laughs> okay, I have one. It's okay. called Naughty or Nice, Still Spooky. <laughs> Hello, ghostesses. My name is Dana, and I'm a big fan. I found your podcast a couple months ago, and I'm working on getting caught up, currently on episode 81. Last month, I decided to become a Patreon member and bought tickets to your live show in Nashville. What? I got VIP tickets, and I can't wait to meet you guys. Yeah, we took a picture of her outside. Yes. Hi. Wait, did I say we took a picture of her? Yeah. I meant with her. No, we took a picture of her. Just Just of her. We made her stand on the side and just took one photo of her. No, Dana had no idea. We just took creeper photos. Because that's who we are. (laughs) For safekeeping. (laughs) Okay. I'll get to my spooky stories now. My first one is about a music box in my current home, and the other two are about my family members haunting my childhood home. Number one. I was putting my daughter to bed when she was about two years old, and I noticed her carousel music maker had the top off of the bass, meaning it couldn't play anything. I didn't fix it, just slowly creeped out from her room so I didn't wake her. I went back into the living room to have some me time, and after about five minutes of silence, I hear, I heard her starting to fuss. I tried to wait a minute or two to see if she was just going to soothe herself back to sleep, but then I hear the music maker start playing. No. It was on a high shelf, so there was no way she could have reached it, and everyone else was in bed. Fast forward three years, and my daughter is five years old. One night, she was sitting with me watching TV and just randomly looks at me and asks, Mama, do you miss your Aunt Pam? I was shocked. My Aunt Pam had died from cancer about eight years ago, and I know I haven't really talked to my daughter about her, so she couldn't have known to ask. Oh, my gosh. Cautiously, I say, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then my daughter asks, is she dead? I got really scared at this point, and I told my daughter to go watch the rest of the movie until my husband got home from work, and I have the balls to ask why she said that. (laughs) She explained that she can see her, and she is nice. And I've asked my daughter since if she's seen her again, but my daughter says no. Oh. My other story is about when I was growing up. I lived in my mom's childhood home with my grandma, my aunt Carrie, my mom, and me. My grandpa and my aunt Dana had both passed away about six years before I was born, both from cancer. One night, when I was around seven years old, everyone was out, so I had a sitter. It was bedtime, so she stayed in the den while I went to my room. As I was passing by my aunt Carrie's room, I noticed the door was cracked and the light was off. In an instant, the light flickered on for a couple seconds and went right back off. I hightailed it back to the den and told the sitter. She checked it out, but the light was off and no one was in there and no one had come home. And around the same time, I was taking a nap in the guest room and I had a dream that an older man and a young girl were staring at me while I was laying in the bed. Oh. I remember asking them to stop because they were scaring me, but they didn't move and they didn't speak and they just kept looking at me. No. I took the blanket and I covered my face and then I woke up with the blanket over my face my hands tightly gripping the comforter to hold it in place and my heart was racing i didn't pay attention to the family photos but one day i noticed that the girl and the man were my grandpa and aunt dana oh i feel like all of these spirits were friendly and they were just my family members but it still freaked me out i hope you like my stories i'll see you on the other side dana see it's totally fine to be freaked out even though you later realize it's an okay 
Yeah, because you don't know. And yeah. in the moment, you're not expecting it. And it's scary. And it's unsettling. And yeah. I mean, even totally. if you're like, you're, it's fine to be afraid. Yes. But I do like that after the fact, Dana was able to figure out who it was. It was her grandpa and Aunt Dana. And then I love that her daughter was seeing her Aunt Pam. I know. I bet Pam was the one that was doing the music box. Like, oh, let me just... You're getting yeah. a little fussy. Let me soothe you. Let me yeah. put on some nice little music. But there's nothing more terrifying than your kid starting to fuss and you hear... Literally a broken music box on the top shelf suddenly Ugh. starts playing. Run. Yeah, but do you grab your kid and run or do you just leave your child? <laughs> I think you right? grab your kid and run. <laughs> I think that's what you do. <laughs> do you? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, well, if you guys have stories, please email them to us. It can be about anything and everything. Our email is twogirlsoneghostpodcast at gmail.com. And come to our live show in New York. It's on June 14th. Or July, why yeah. do we keep doing that? It's like July a week 14th. away. It's on July 14th. Two weeks, three weeks, I don't know. I think less than that when this comes out. Yeah, so come and then you can support us in many ways. Buy merch so you can wear it to the show or support us on Patreon so you can get shout outs on these episodes. Yep, we have social media, you know, the spiel. And we will see you on the other side. side.